Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast where we're talking about kickstarting your weight loss with self-forgiveness because you probably are really angry at yourself for being overweight. There's a good chance. And as long as you're angry with yourself, it's really difficult to lose weight because in some weird subconscious way, what happens is it's like you punish yourself for getting in this position in the first place. <laughs> and this contributes to the weight loss struggle, right? Because one party is trying to punish you for making this happen in the first place, and the other party is trying to change and lose weight. And they kind of battle against each other. And the entire time, this part that's trying to punish you is so mean, and it's just chirping in your all this negative stuff. Any little mistakes you make, it blows them up. So self-forgiveness really is a very powerful strategy to really master your weight. But how do you forgive yourself? That's the challenge, right? Definitely easier said than done. But we're gonna talk about how to make that happen because you can do it. Now it's something you wanna work at because it is so important and so helpful um, once you do it. So how do you forgive yourself? I would suggest the way you make that actually happen <laughs> because again, it's easy to say, hard to actually feel. Uh, it's kinda like saying like, I wanna love my body, right? You know you should, but to actually feel that love is hard. So to forgive yourself, I want to start with a phrase that I really build so much around. And it's the idea that the brain gives up pain for learning. Okay. And so how that affects your, your self-forgiveness is that you have been blaming yourself for the weight, but I'm going to tell you that you shouldn't be blaming yourself because you have not had a good strategy to lose weight in the first place. Let me take it one step further and say, you don't know how to lose weight. You don't know how to live at your goal weight more specifically. Uh, yes, you know how to diet, you know how to restrict, you know how to force yourself to try to eat better and exercise, but that's not really a long-term plan that's very successful. 95% of people fail to lose weight on a diet. Okay, so when the numbers are that bad, it come on, it's not just you. It's a shitty strategy. Trying to die and force yourself to just follow this plan 100% starting on day one and be perfect with it until you lose the weight and then just continue. Come on, no one's doing it. It doesn't work well. So what I'm trying to tell you here is that you have not had a good strategy for mastering your weight. You have not had a good strategy to influence your mindset. You haven't had a good strategy to influence how you feel, your emotions how you wanna feel and the feelings you don't wanna feel, you don't know how to deal with those. You haven't had good strategies for those most likely. You haven't had good strategies to influence your behaviors, your lifestyle habits and your eating behaviors. You've had one tool, willpower, and you try and use that one tool to force yourself to follow whatever plan you're following at the moment. And you're not growing, you're not evolving, you're not learning, and so you're stuck. And so this is what I'm trying to tell you. If you realize, well, no wonder you haven't been able to influence your weight. You haven't had a good strategy there. Well, all of a sudden that becomes that learning I was talking about and you can let go of the pain. You can stop beating yourself up. You can forgive yourself for the situation you're in because you realize the reason I'm in this situation is because I have not learned how to influence my mindset, influence my lifestyle habits, influence my emotions, influence my eating behaviors in a real genuine way. Because willpower is not it, okay? It's not. And so once you realize you haven't had the tools, you haven't had the knowledge, the systems, the strategies to truly master your weight, you can forgive yourself. Because how would you be supposed to do it? No one's doing it, <laughs> you know? Um, not unless they learn a new way of thinking, a new way of living, new way of eating. And that's not what you've been doing. 
you've been trying to force yourself on day one just to act totally different. And that doesn't work for you and it doesn't work for anyone. So if you allow yourself to feel some forgiveness and realize, holy shit, no wonder. You know, it's, it's really, it's not my fault. It hasn't been my fault. I've been going down the wrong path. Now I realize it. And now I'm going to put myself on the right path. I'm going to systematically and strategically start to change the way I think, the way I live, and the way I eat. And I'm going to start now and I'm going to consistently make strategic, structural, sustainable changes to what I'm doing to really master our weight so that we can feel good. That's what you want to say to yourself because you have to talk to yourself. You're already talking to yourself, right? And as soon as you go down this path and you start to, good Lord, imagine forgive yourself, love yourself, regardless of the weight, to understand you have been doing the best you could. You have. You've been doing the best you could with what you have. And what you've had is stupid diets telling you this perfect plan and then you thinking you're just supposed to willpower yourself to follow it perfectly. You did the best you could. It's a shitty strategy. You did the best you could with it, you know? And now you realize that was a shitty strategy. It wasn't me. It was the strategy. So now I'm going to find a better strategy. I'm going to find a more sustainable, comfortable, enjoyable way to really become the person I want to be. We're going to walk a different path. And that kickstarts that self-forgiveness, letting it go. You didn't want to get in this situation in the first place. You ended up here, despite your best intentions, despite your best efforts in a lot of situations. But that self-forgiveness makes it so much easier because that's the first weight you want to let go of, right? Is that regret, that blame. And once you let go of that, you free up so much energy, so much mental, emotional, physical energy so that you can start focusing on the solution, on the goal that you want to achieve, which is that not only do you want to lose weight, but you want to feel better about yourself. You want to live healthier. You want to have more energy. Right? You want to feel good about yourself. You want to master your weight. You want to become the person you want to be. And so you start to reframe this process of weight loss where you're just focusing on weight loss, just focusing on calories. You back up a bit and you say, you know what? I'm going to focus on making myself the best version of myself I can be. The weight and the health and all those things are part of that. But I'm really going to turn this into an opportunity to really become the person I want to be and personally develop myself into you know my potential who I want to be and that reframe is that starting point where you realize I'm stepping off of the diet path that was the main problem it wasn't me and I'm going to start walking a new path and if you do this again you step into it with the self-forgiveness you know and you step into a path of where you're learning and growing and evolving and then you don't need to forgive yourself as much anymore right because now you're in the process of learning and growing and that naturally has a different framing around it. You step off that path where you're expecting that you're just one day, all of a sudden you just totally act different. Come on, you know? It's not you, it's that paradigm. It's stupid. Again, when 95% of people fail at it, come on. You're not an outlier in that sense. You're the outliers are the ones that succeed in a diet, right? No, no one's, no, it's not working for anyone long-term, okay? So forgive yourself, right? For walking and following this path and not realizing it and realize that I want to do the best. I want to feel better. I want to be healthy. I want to be happy with myself. I want to eat well. And then start walking that path. All right? So I hope this helps you out. Um, if anyone has any questions about any of this stuff, feel free to ask because uh, this is what I do. So if you have any, any weight loss issues in any capacity, um, send them my way and I will take a swing at it. I think at the very least, I will give you a different perspective on uh, weight things that you've been struggling with for a long, long time, you know, because you're caught in a loop of thought, you know, you probably don't take that. I don't think it's the wrong way, but you probably have not had a new weight loss thought in a long time. 
right? Because what happens is it's a human thing. The way our brains work is, you know, our, our brain, our brain's main organizing principle is to conserve energy. So once we have like an idea, so okay, weight loss, because most people, right, when you think about weight loss, you basically think dieting, right? You've been conditioned to think that. Millions of ads you've seen in your life and um, for, for weight loss and diets. And so they've conditioned you to associate, well, if I'm gonna lose weight, I'm gonna go on a diet. If you ask a thousand Americans, what are the, how do you lose weight? You're probably gonna hear three things, right? Diets, surgery, medicine. You're not gonna hear mindset, you know? And so when you open yourself to other strategies and other ways of doing this, that's where the real change happens in my experience. So, so I, I'm a neurolinguistic programming trainer, right? An NLP, neurolinguistic programming. And one of the mantras they have, one of the presuppositions is that if something's not working, do something else, right? It, and we have to make that, we make that a presupposition when we make it very explicit because our brains don't do that naturally and automatically, right? We tend to do something and then just keep trying to do it over and over and over again, even if it never works. And when you look at your weight loss attempts, you know, you'll realize you're probably even trying the same diet, right? I can't tell you the number of people I've had that have tried Weight Watchers 20, 30 times, okay? But even if it's always a different diet, it's technically the same thing because it's someone giving you a plan of how you're supposed to eat and you expecting that you're just going to use willpower to just, uh, you know, follow it. So that's not a good one. Um, yeah. Uh, do you like Ozempic? Uh, I don't like or dislike Ozempic. You know, like I'm not a doctor. I think if you're a type two diabetic, you know, maybe it makes some sense, you know, because again, that's a medicine that was originally made to help, um, type two diabetics that aren't producing insulin produce more insulin. Okay. Now, again, a lot of times that doesn't really deal with the core issue, right? Because a lot of times diabetics are, are, even when they're diagnosed as type two diabetics, they're still, their diet, they're still spiking their blood glucose levels constantly. They can't con control their eating, even with a type two diabetic diagnosis. And so that, that medicine helps them produce more insulin. So it's, it's a, it's a bandaid. It helps, you know, a lot of times with that symptom. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some people that are eating great and they're, they're just, you know, the insulin's all out of whack now and they're insulin resistant and, and there's that, but that was the main problem. And so now that, Hey, they found out, Hey, guess what else? It, it kind of affects the, you know, the appetite regulation. Now, a lot of times for people, the way it's affecting their appetite regulation is it makes them nauseous all day. But yeah, I don't know, you know, it, it's not a miracle cure, you know, so I don't like it. I, I think I always ask this and, and I think it's important to look at things in a way that we can know the answer intuitively and, and powerfully. And I ask you this, you've been around probably for a little while and in all your years on this earth, how many weight loss miracle cures have there been? Right? There's been a lot of them, right? <laughs> this is the diet answers everything. This is the medicine answers everything. The surgery answers everything. Now here we are with another medicine answers everything. How many of those have worked? You know, if you can name one, I'll be, so I ask this all the time. I've never had anyone name anything, you know? And um, yeah, so yeah. And then someone says, yeah, the problem also is that when you come off it, you know, which that happens, some people, you know, they start it and it's medical condition, right? And then they start losing weight and now it's not a medical condition. Now you got a $2,000 a month bill you know, and um, it just stops working. So what's the alternative to that? I understand, this is why I'm not attacking it. I, it's not my, it wouldn't be my first uh, choice, you know, for, for how you'd want to manage your weight, you know, in my opinion, but um, tell me you're ignorant without telling me you're ignorant about GLPs. I, I mean, you know, you tell me, you know, if, if we're talking about these, if we're talking about these in five years as a miracle cure for, for weight loss, then I'll stand corrected, you know? 
Um, but even if you're on Ozempic, I have clients that are on Ozempic, you know, and so it's not it's not this cure all. You know, it helps just deregulate your, your appetite. It lowers your appetite for some people, you know? Some people are nauseous all the time. Some people, it deregulates their, their, it lowers their appetite so much that they're malnourished, you know? So, you know, hey, whatever. It's, um, it's, it's one thing though, you know? And so to me, I think your weight and to master your weight is really a holistic process. I think you need a comprehensive approach to master your weight for good. And so with Program Yourself Thin, it's, it's three pillars of weight mastery. And I say pillars, but it's really like a, a pyramid shape, right? And so the bottom level is mindset. The next level is lifestyle. And then the top level is eating. And so I think, I, I really think you need to have these three strategies. And now again, I'll say one other thing. You know, I don't really even think of Program Yourself Thin as a weight loss program. I, I really think there's a personal development program. Because I don't think this idea that you're just going to lose weight and be the same person, I think is a strange one. And so I think, I always think of weight loss as an inside out approach where you first have to change, primarily you have to change your, uh, the way that you think about yourself, your self image. Um, I've worked with people that have gotten surgeries and lost 150 pounds and put weight back on. Well, how's that possible? You know, they, I ask them, I said, well, what happened? It's I didn't feel like myself and feel like a thin person. So I don't know. I've done over 5,000 weight loss sessions. So, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, all the ins and outs of Ozempic and, uh, you know, semaglutide and all these different medicines. It's not what I do. But, um, you know, I am, I would say, an expert in uh, weight mastery, you know, being able to live at the weight you choose to live at and doing it in a way that is designed to be semi-automatic and enjoyable. So it's about food noise. There's even studies on help for other addictions. Yeah, I know it's about food noise, but that's just one aspect to the whole thing, you know? So does it help? Can it help certain people? Yeah, sure, you know? No doubt about it, but it's it's an intense medicine. I mean, it could just, <laughs> I mean, it's like there aren't too many medicines. It's like right right below the big headline is the, the thing, oh, you know, may cause thyroid tumors. Now, I know about that study. I know about the study and, and it's a rare, it, it's a rare thing, but th this medicine's new. Uh, will we be here in five years talking about Ozempic for, for weight loss? I don't think we will be. I don't, but but we'll see, you know? If you all want to do Ozempic, do it. I'm, I'm here to support and, and I I told you I have clients on it. So my program, diet program yourself then is diet agnostic. I don't care what you want to do. I'm, I'm a vegetarian. I work with carnivores, keto people. You know, I don't care what you want to do because what would I say? I said, there's mindset, lifestyle, eating. We go through, there's a workbook in the program. It's a fill in the blank workbook where you fill out your own blueprints, your own roadmaps to master your weight. Because I think that's one of the weird things about diets, this idea that someone's going to give you a diet plan and you're just going to follow it. I think you need to create your own plan based on your preferences, what you like and don't like, your lifestyle, right? Your situation, you know, what you do every day. And so if you, if you want to do Ozempic and lose weight, great. I'll, I'll help people with that. You know, it's not how I'd want to do it initially. You know, that, that's not the first thing. I understand people are desperate. Oh, food noise. And by the way, food noise, you know, what's food noise, by the way? You know, because that's, <laughs> yes, there's a chemical component to food noise, obviously, but there's also a mental component to food noise. And so, you know, I deal with that constantly. Every commercial you see for food is a, is a hypnosis session that gets you to crank up your desire for food, especially if you're sensitive to it, especially if you like that food, right? Your favorite kind of junk food comes on as a commercial. Now all of a sudden you're triggered for it. Talk about addiction, 
right? So it's like the food thing in America is interesting anyways, because the food, first of all, is designed to be as addictive as possible. And then it's reinforced through the most aggressive marketing ever. And then we live in a culture where it's constantly available and put into our face. So yeah, how do you deal with that? Well, you take medicine. Okay, that's one, that's one idea, you know? But is there any other way? Is there? Well, I think there is, because that's all I think about. <laughs> all I think about is how do you influence what you're thinking? Because in my program, what's program yourself then? Program, okay, well, how do you program? What are you programming? You're programming your subconscious mind, how? Primarily through your internal dialogue, what you're saying to yourself all day long. What are you saying to yourself all day long? You probably don't even know. What, what is it? Well, it's probably stuff that keeps you overweight and keeps you eating the wrong stuff. That's what I've found. You have, we all think in mantras. We repeat the same stuff over and over and over. And so until you change that, I don't know how you would ever change anything, you know? And so there you go. Zempic's a quick way to do it, you know? Great, cool. Do it, you know? Knock yourselves out. Get rid of the food noise. Kill it. <laughs> but if you want to do a different route, you know, there are other ways, you know, to approach it. Maybe that won't work for you. Then do Ozempic, you know, or do Ozempic first and, and just kill it in life. You know, I'm not here to I argue with people, but um, I do think at the end of the day, regardless, you're constantly in your head thinking about stuff and people have very little awareness of that internal dialogue and almost no ability to influence it. They don't really know they have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. Right, because I love that the food noise. Right, what's the food noise even responding to? Right, it's hedonic. It's hedonic eating. Right, so pleasure-based eating, and you're constantly thinking about food for pleasure, like it's an addiction. Right, so what? Oh, food noise. Right, was that's that's the word of the year. It's a phrase of the year. No one's ever thought about food noise before. Or you did, but that's oh, fuck it. There's nothing I can do about it. It's just there. What? <laughs> I've been doing this for thirty years personally, twenty years professionally. Yeah, food noise is the noise in your head. Do you have any, any way to influence all the noise in your head? Why do you think you're eating the way you're eating? Why did I eat one way and now eat completely different? How did I do it? I could tell you I changed all the noise in my head. <laughs> I changed the voice, what, what I'm saying. What's, what's your definition of food noise, Sabrina? <laughs> Give me some detail about food noise other than just that phrase that you hear. You know, I'd love to hear it because I'll talk about food noise all day long in explicit detail, you know? You can quit, quit alcohol and other things. You can't quit eating. Have to learn other ways to manage it. Yeah, ab that's so true. I mean, I tend to think of weight weight loss to me is like a weight loss to me is like a managed addiction, and this is always like you know such a, a sensitive topic, right? Because well, you really you know, we almost say like oh, weight issues are like food addictions, you know, and I, I don't know like like they are they aren't right? Because because listen, like alcohol, cocaine, you know, gambling, even you know. No, not gambling. I'm going to take gambling away. But, but cocaine and like alcohol, tobacco, these are very addictive substances physically, right? And so the food doesn't is not as addictive physically as these foods for most people, okay? So when we say addictive, you know, there's always like a spectrum of addiction. But I certainly would have to say that food is somewhere on that spectrum of addiction. And I think if you approach food with that addiction kind of framing, it can be helpful. I don't think it's the whole story, but I think it's helpful to think of it as an addiction, and then start thinking, okay, this is a managed addiction because most addictions you're able to abstain from, like you said, right? It's just, I just cut them out. They're, I'm done with them, you know, great. But with food, it's really not like it. You have to keep eating, you know? And so I think, again, this idea of a managed addiction, I don't feel sorry, you can't manage addiction. You, you look at Bright Lines, right? Bright Lines is like that. Bright Lines is, 
and I love Susan Pierce Thompson, right? But that's an addiction model applied to applied to weight loss, right? Overeaters Anonymous is the same type of thing. And I've worked with a ton of Overeaters Anonymous people. And, and again, here's the thing, right? Let me just say this first. There's, there's what, 7 billion people on the planet, okay? So what, what I'm doing is not for everyone, okay? But, but I'd have to, I think you'd have to agree that, that with 7 billion people, nothing's for everyone. Right, especially comes to weight loss. Like some people do keto and they love it, and they're thriving on it. Great, you know. And some people are doing, you know, any any anything. There's always some people on there that are just killing it, thriving on it. You know. So I think that it, that's what we should understand that that you should really base this around you. Program yourself. Then I always say, as a core core idea is that there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. And so it's a process of figuring out what works for you. And I think that's a that's a rare message in the weight loss industry, right? Because pretty much every diet, every workout, every plan out there is someone telling you what to do and then you just try and get yourself to do it. And I think a lot of times it's like you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. Like like it doesn't really work. And you spend all your time trying to force yourself to do something that doesn't fit you, doesn't work for you, right? Because how do you describe it? How do you explain how people lose weight and then put it back on? Right? It's estimated 95%. I don't know how accurate that is, but it, it seems to fit. I, I've, how many people do you know that have lost weight and kept it off? right is it a lot of people so i don't know so some weeks i obsess about food and some weeks i forget to eat it feels chemical well it is chemical i mean ozempic's clearly chemical you know um so i'm not i'm not disputing that that ozempic doesn't help reduce the food noise for a lot of people i'm not disputing that and it's clearly chemical right it's a medicine that that affects your body and it affects your brain and how it receives uh different hunger signals so i you know there's there's no doubt about that but it's again it's one solution you know I, that's why i said i'm just gonna leave the ozempic stuff alone you want to do ozempic do ozempic you know i'm not a doctor knock yourself out with it um but i do notice patterns and stuff and i see like there's always these medicines that come out and if it can help with weight loss that's big money and then they talk about the studies they've done and i've had real world experience talking with people as well where the ozempic's not this miracle cure you know they feel like shit um, I got one client on, she's nauseous. She's been nauseous for three months now. <laughs> Maybe that's an outlier thing. Great, okay. But but she's nauseous all the time. You know, she's gonna be really worried about what she's eating because she gets super sick if she eats the wrong thing or eats too much of certain stuff. So I don't know, you know? And I've had people out yesterday, people are talking about, you know, their experience. I don't know, is it true or is it not? I don't know. So so whatever, I'm not an expert. I'm gonna let that go. But um, the managed addiction piece, I think is really, really interesting. <laughs> What's up, Ricky? Um, the managed addiction thing, I think is a different paradigm to approach your weight loss with. And I think it's a, a very helpful one, right? Because, and this is why I think I do, I bring something kind of unique to the game because most diets really are very black and white, all or nothing, right? And so programming yourself, then we really strive to be all or something. Thanks, Jen. I like that. That's a cool, cool companion. Um, so, so just to, to explain what I'm talking about in practical terms, in, in programming yourself, then we follow a five-two model for eating, right? Five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. Right, that, that's, the, that's the kind of model that we start with. Of course, you could tweak it however you want, but that's the general idea. And there's a lot of psychology built into that idea, okay? Because a lot of what's driving your eating, right? Going back to the hedonic eating is dopamine, you know? And so dopamine drives most of our behavior. It's kind of like the, so here, here's something interesting for you maybe, is that you have more wiring in your brain for the anticipation of pleasure than the actual pleasure you get out of eating itself, right? Now, why is this? Because in a natural world, you needed to have more motivation to go get the food than to eat it when it's right in front of you, 
okay? So dopamine is like you think about eating that cookie or whatever your food is, right? You think about eating that ice cream, that cookie or whatever, and you get a boost for it, right? You get excited. You start zoning in on it. You start looking forward to it. And if you don't do it, if you don't eat it, you feel a crash. You, you, you get a, a dip of dopamine. That feels like shit, you know? So structuring your eating, that's the one thing what I say, right? There's no right or wrong. It's only, you know, what works for you. The one exception I'd say is I have not seen people successfully lose weight if they don't structure their eating. I think you've got to structure your eating. And if you just eat, like, I'm going to make a video. Intuitive eating, you know what your intuitions tell you? To fucking eat everything in front of you. <laughs> you know that? Because when you go and, uh, you know, you eat, you know, we, there's a thing, right? Because think about it. We raised, we evolved in a food-scarce environment, right? So this is why. Why do you think a cookie, you know, why do you think a cookie tastes the way it tastes and a carrot tastes the way it tastes? It, it's not because of the flavorings. It's like, the, I don't want to say taste. I don't mean it that way. Why does a cookie feel the way it feels when you eat a cookie compared to what, how a carrot feels when you eat that? And it's not because of the flavor. It's because the calorie, the cookie has more calories in it. And when you consume more calories, your brain releases more dopamine, which triggers you to do it more in the future. And when you eat a ca carrot, there's not many calories in it, so it doesn't release so much dopamine. They've put tubes into mouse's stomachs and they put different calorie densities into their stomach. So they're not tasting it. They're just feeling, they're literally, your body's all these senses. This is what I'm saying, you know, you're this very complicated system. So if you consume more calories, your brain releases more dopamine because your body wants you to eat more food, you know? So um, you, you really can't trust your intuitions, especially if you've been struggling with eating. So what I believe you have to do, what I have to do anyway, is I have to structure my eating. And so again, I do this 5-2 model, but I do the 5-2 model because I think one of the biggest mistakes you can make with a diet is to say, okay, tomorrow's, I'm starting my diet, no more carbs, no more sugar, you know, and what happens is your brain freaks out. It's like, I'm never going to eat sugar again. I'm never going to eat carbs again. And it freaks out. They have studied this. They put, they, they took a, a bunch of people and they offered them desserts and they had them say different phrases because they wanted to see which phrases really help you best to deal with unhealthy cravings. And the phrase that worked by a mile better than all the rest of them was, I'll have it later. Okay. They tested, I can't have it. I'm on a diet. I shouldn't eat that. That's fattening. I want to lose weight. They tested all that stuff. They said, I'll have it later was the best. Why? Because you're not cutting it off. You're just pushing into the future. So your brain can still say, I'm going to have it on Saturday. That feels a lot better than saying, I'm never going to have it again, which is how your brain interprets that. You see? So again, when it, when it comes down to the food noise, to the eating, it's like, yeah, you can go the chemical route and hope it works, or you can learn how your brain works and make it work. So I don't know. Um, it's interesting. Sometimes it feels like eating becomes a sport. Oh yeah, for sure. It is a sport. Like it's, it's the first sport. <laughs> That's a great way to think about it. Actually. It's like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can't, you just can't trust yourself. There's a thing called, um, opportunistic veracity, right? And what this means is they, they, they've studied like hunter gatherers and they'll like, they'll kill an animal and they'll eat like half of it. Right. They're, they're full. And, uh, then the, the guy, the guy was walking back, bringing the other half to the village and, um, his stomach's all those things he ate so much and he passes by a beehive right so he's like goes up grabs it takes all the honey out eats all that right and like holy shit look how much this guy ate so we have the ability to eat lots and lots of food and so you you know this right like they, they call it the buffet effect right so if you go to like a buffet you can eat a lot of food right you can eat a lot of buffet food why because there's a thing called sensory specific satiety which means if you eat one type of food you're going to get full a lot quicker than if you're eating lots of different types of food. 
right? And so that that's another example of this, just one more example of how we're, we've evolved in this food scarce environment where there wasn't a lot of variety of food. You know what I mean? Everything tasted natural and normal, <laughs> you know? There wasn't like we live now, it's, it's bonkers. So um, yeah, we, you know, intuitive eating is a funny phrase. You have to train your intuitions first at best because we live in a non-natural environment, right? They call it an obesogenic environment. It's an environment designed to make you overweight. Not because anyone wants you to be overweight, but because again, I mean, no, no, cigarettes didn't, companies didn't want you to get lung cancer. They didn't want you to die of lung cancer, but you know, it was just a small price to pay for them to make their profits. <laughs> it's the same thing with the food, you know? They don't want you to be over, overweight and obese and type two diabetic and have heart disease and different cancers, but meh, small price to pay for their profits. You know, and that's where we live at. We live in an unnatural environment. Um, someone put it best, a temptation island, right? That's where we live. And so, yeah, you need to have, you need to develop new strategies. Now you can do this. Here's the cool part. You know, your brain, let's just talk about this real quick. So you have a better concept of your brain. And before I get into this, let me just mention real quick. If you're, if you're not in my world at all, if you're not in my email list, you really ought to be. Um, you can go to my bio, click that link. I, I'll give you a, a hypnosis session. It's the new thin me session. And that'll help you clarify and connect to your goal body, your, your goal weight. And you'll experience a different type of motivation. It's like an inside out motivation. Instead of always trying to force yourself to do the right thing, you're gonna feel motivated naturally to want to eat the right thing. So go test that out, it's free. And then as soon as you sign up for it, I, give you, I also give you a training, three steps to master your weight. I really suggest you watch this, okay? Because it's my, my plan um, for how to master your weight. Right, and so I'll give you the three steps, about a half hour, but it'll be a new concept in your mind for how to master your weight. And I, I think you'll have lots of new ideas and that's what you need, okay? You need new ideas because, well, that's awesome, Fire Angel. Yeah, get on it, listen to it. it it's it's good stuff. And then I email you all the time too. I, I email you good stuff. You know what I mean? I'm not sending dumb shit. It's, um, it's all like coaching, you know, supportive, encouraging mail, emails to, to teach you stuff on this weight mastery journey. That used to be a program I used to charge people for. I just give it to you, okay? So, so go get that. But so what I wanted to say is like, when it comes to your brain, a simple way to think about it is that you have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. The, the conscious part of your mind is the logical, rational part of your brain that wants you to lose weight, knows why you should lose weight, knows what you should do to lose weight, and tries to get you to lose weight. That's where your willpower is. That's where your planning and strategic brain is, okay? And the rest of your brain is your subconscious mind, and that's the part of you that runs your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, all right? So as you can imagine, your eating and your weight are controlled by your subconscious mind right? You don't have to, you don't have to remember to eat the ice cream at night when you're watching TV, right? You never forget that, right? Just, you just automatically remember that, right? Because that's an automated behavior. So typically when people want to lose weight, what they're doing is they're using their conscious mind, their willpower. Now, by the way, your conscious mind is your prefrontal cortex and your prefrontal cortex is about 10% of your brain anatomically. The rest of your brain, the other 90% is the subconscious processes. So usually when people want to lose weight, what they're doing is they're using their conscious mind to fight against their subconscious mind, okay? So let's just say, you know, every night at eight o'clock, you sit on the sofa and eat cookies, right? You just do that. Again, you don't have to remember, you just do it. I snack every night when I sit on the sofa, that's what I do, right? And so you say, okay, I'm on a diet. I'm, I'm gonna go on a diet, I'm gonna lose weight. So now you consciously say, you know, this. let's have some cookies. Hey, it's eight o'clock, let's go have some cookies. Nope, no, no, we're not doing that. We're on a diet, remember? No, let's have, what are you talking about? Let's just have some cookies. No, 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 we're not going to do that. Okay, good. Let's, hey, let's have the cookies. Where's the cookies? No, 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 <laughs> right? And it's like that all night long. You, you keep trying that, right? You've had that experience. 
And uh, then the next day comes, same thing. Now, the, the interesting thing is, and this is why this doesn't work. This is why dieting doesn't work, is because your subconscious mind just runs on autopilot. It takes very, it's very energy efficient. Yeah, your, your conscious mind is not. Your conscious mind uses lots and lots of energy. Yeah, it's exhausting, right? Fire just is exhausting. And so that's a bad strategy, right? When you try and use this 10% of your brain that uses lots of energy to fight against the part of your brain that runs automatically, it's really difficult, you know? And it's new behaviors. So let me give you an example of what this feels like in a practical way. Your toothbrushing habit, right? Your toothbrushing habit is a habit that you've installed into your subconscious mind and now it just runs on autopilot, right? You wake up and before you even realize you're brushing your teeth. Sometimes you might even forget you brushed your teeth. It's just so automatic. Then before you go to bed, next thing you know, you're brushing your teeth, then you're in bed. Did I brush my teeth? Yeah, oh yeah, right? So it's mostly an automated behavior. All of your eating habits are like that. All of your eating behaviors are just like that. How fast you eat, the food you eat, when you eat, what you eat, all of these things are subconscious, right? And so you go on a diet and now you're going to consciously take control of all those things. Your brain's not designed for that. You're not designed to be consciously mindful of every food decision you make. It's estimated we make over 200 food decisions a day. And so, listen, you're already overwhelmed and exhausted in life. I know that. And so now you're going to add on the hardest thing of all to remember to change your eating three, four, six, eight, ten times a day, however much you usually eat forever, <laughs> right? Overwhelming. So someone says, so how do you break the habits? Okay. So it doesn't make sense to me to forever think like this 10%, because by the way, every day you wake up, you're... Well, let's do the typical diet thing. So that every day you wake up, your willpower is at its most. It's like a muscle. You have to think of your willpower as a muscle. So many people think of it as this non-physical force, like a soul <laughs> that you just keep tapping into. No, it's a muscle. It's a, it's a mental neurological muscle. Think of it that way. And it starts at the highest point when you wake up, okay? And then as you go through the day, just doing your normal shit, <laughs> what am I gonna eat? What am I gonna do? I gotta drive to work, I gotta think about work, I gotta take care of the kids, I gotta do this, blah, blah, blah. It depletes, okay? And so now how most people try and diet and lose weight, right? Yeah, yeah, dieting is decision fatigue for you. Yeah, exactly, Sabrina. So it's like, tell me this doesn't sound familiar. The typical day for the dieter, right? Willpower up here, thanks Kim. Um, willpower up here, hunger down here, right? And so here we go. I'm not gonna eat breakfast. Mm, I'm gonna skip lunch so I can get the calories down. Oh shit, here we go. Here's one o'clock, two o'clock. Does this sound familiar? Here's the hunger, here's the willpower. Is this not where the problems start, folks? Isn't this where the problem starts for you all? Oh shit. <laughs> right? And once you're really hungry and your willpower is depleted, that's where all the wheels come off the bus. That's where your eating is probably falling apart. It's the most common thing, common thing I see. People telling me, everything's going great. Breakfast and lunch is great. And then everything falls apart in the afternoon and dinner. I said, what are you eating for breakfast and lunch? Nothing. Well, what do you want to eat for afternoon dinner and on? Nothing. Well, you know what I mean? That's that dieter mindset. We're just like, I just want to lose the weight. You know, so it's not strategic. That's not a strategic response. Okay. So how do you change habits? Well, it's a different paradigm. Okay. It's not this idea that you're consciously going to control everything. Your conscious mind is so weak to the task. Imagine if all of a sudden you had to remember to breathe. We'd all be dead. <laughs> hey, come on. You're not going to remember. You know what I mean? You're, you're not built that way. Your prefrontal cortex evolutionarily is the newest part of your brain. But it's a very powerful part of your brain. And if you use it properly, it's unbelievably powerful. So the process becomes not using our willpower to always fight against our subconscious mind. It's using our willpower to reprogram our subconscious mind. And again, your toothbrushing habit is such a great example because that was not a habit you were born with. It's one that you installed. Now, again, you were younger and you had your parents help to do it, but now it just runs automatically. And this is the secret to not losing weight but to living at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot.
okay? Because what you're looking to do, you know, you got your toothbrushing habit. I've got like nine, 10 of those types of habits. I drink a certain amount of water every day. I eat nourishing food every day. I stretch every day. I meditate every day. I go for walks every day. I sleep a certain amount every day. I'm relaxing every day. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like uh, every day. And I just do it on autopilot. So it's not like, oh God, I gotta do this. Oh God, I gotta do this. It's like, I just, I'm just kind of flowing with it. It's just like brushing my teeth now. It wasn't like that. I programmed it in. And so now, you know what I mean? Like I'm at my goal weight for 30 years, the same weight for 30 years, no dieting. I don't work out. I do yoga. I don't do any calorie burning workouts, muscle. I don't like that stuff. Okay. I'm active. So I want to be clear. I'm active. I've, I've strategically made myself active, but I do not like working out and I have not dieted in 30 years. I've maintained the exact same weight. I have one blip 12 years ago. Um, and then I've been at the exact same weight. So how? Because I've strategically programmed my subconscious mind to think, live and eat in a structural way that allows me to live at my goal weight. So what a difference. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's like, it's so different than the, the, the diet thing doesn't talk about any of this stuff. It just expects that, because here's the thing. <laughs> it just expects you're gonna be able to change. This is where it gets weird. Let me, I wanna, I wanna see you all already real quick. Um, yeah. So, so how, you, you don't really break habits, okay? Because you never, you can't get rid of wiring. So there's no like getting rid of a habit. You understand? This is a big part of the program is really understanding habits, which by the way, let me just point this out. How are you all changing habits? And I don't say this to be an asshole, but I say it to just point something out and, and, and to make you feel good because I know you're always beating yourself up for not losing weight. And I'm sitting here trying to tell you that you have had no strategy. Let's just take habits, for example, okay? Which in Program Yourself, there's a whole section on habits, okay? And so how are you trying to change habits? I already know the answer. You're trying to use willpower just to change them. Do you understand the neuroscience of habits at all? No. So it's like you're using almost zero strategy when it comes to changing your habits. You're just trying to use willpower. Okay, tomorrow's Monday. I'm on a diet. No more sugar. I'm going to eat completely different. I'm going to live completely different from starting tomorrow forever. That's what you're thinking. And you have to wake yourself up from that fucking trance because it ain't going to happen. It hasn't happened. It's not going to happen. I don't care. <laughs> you know, you want to challenge me with it? Let's, let's do it. You know, because I, I don't, that's the thing, man. What, what's going to be different? I'm, I'm reading a great book on this, actually. It's called Your Future Self. But it's like, what do you think? What's going to change between right now, you sitting right here, struggling with your weight, thinking about it all the time, not able to get yourself to do anything. What's the difference between you right now and then you magically one Monday waking up and then just no more carbs, no more sugar. 1200 calories a day, working out really hard, losing all the weight. Like what, what, what's changed? You got older and you got more energy. What, what happened? Life just became real easy. And now you can just focus on this 100%. What, what's, what's, what are you expecting to change? Oh, a miracle plan, some new plan. What? <laughs> you know what I mean? The alien diet. I, I mean, what, how many more diets can come out? The diets aren't the problem folks. Knowing what to do is not the problem. You know what to do. The problem is you have zero, 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 zero sense of how to change your behavior. You know what you should do. That's what makes it so fucking irritating, right? You're in your head. What the fuck's wrong with me? I know what to do. Why do I keep eating this shit? I know. Why am I doing this? Why am I, what's wrong with me? I know that. So, so that, we're talking about that internal dialogue, right? Never mind the food noise, folks. <laughs> how about the, how about the mind noise in general? You know, like, like just food noise oh, again. I, I'm not, I don't want to go back to this epic thing, but, but I'm saying like, like, again, the food noise is part of the internal dialogue. So to me, it's like, you might as well take on internal dialogue, period. 
And you're lot. How do you explain it? You think about weight loss 24 hours a day. I know you do. I know you think about weight loss all the time, every day, all day. Yeah, I want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to, what's wrong with me? How come I can't stick to a plan? Why don't I do it? I want to do it so bad. Why can't I stick to it? You're always thinking it, but you're never taking action. And I don't blame you for it because what's your action? What What is the action that's available to you, honestly? It's some fucking diet you don't want to do. You can give up carbs completely. Uh, you know, oh, I, I want to start keto. Oh, shit, I got a birthday party next weekend. Eh, maybe I'll wait. I don't go to that birthday party. I can't eat any cake. I feel like a fucking jerk. <laughs> You know, so it's like, oh, I'm not going to do it because there's cake next week. So I'm going to not start my diet today. You know what I mean? It's that all or nothing mindset, you know, which is the kiss of death. You know, all or nothing is the kiss of death. Um, You want to be all or something because instead of thinking you're going to go from nothing to all, I think it's way better to think you're going to go from nothing to something and then from something to a little more something and then from something to a little more something and occasionally being all fine. But then focusing on the something, that's the way I'd suggest losing weight and keeping it off. But Anyways, um, I keep sabotaging myself, Kerr. I, I would suggest that you don't sabotage yourself. This is a reframing. Again, taking what I was just saying, because your weight loss approach really is your subconscious mind just runs on autopilot and you're trying to say, uh, no, uh, no, uh, no, uh, no. And you live, you're living a life, right? So it's like, okay, I'm going on a diet. I'm going to keep restricting myself forever, forever, right? Because I've seen people on a diet for a year and then all of a sudden some stuff happens in their life and they're like, they get distracted because again, your, your willpower is a finite resource, right? So all of a sudden you get a fight with your partner. You got to move. You lost your job. You, you got in a fight with your boss. And all of a sudden you're distracted on that. And guess what? Well, oh, come on. What about the ice cream? Okay. Isn't that what it happens? Is that not what happens? I know it is. I know that's what happens. <laughs> I've done over 5,000 private weight loss. Sessions. I know exactly. What, I know your mindset better than you do. And that's what happens. And you never really take a step back and reflect on it, which is a big problem, but you never reflect on what's going on. And what's going on is that you think about weight loss all the time, but your strategies to do it because you're so impatient. It's not your fault. You've been conditioned by the diets. The diets are all bullshit. All the big diets you know about are owned by big food companies. Did you know Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz? Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. The company that owns Atkin Food Products, the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. The company that owns Slim Fast, the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. If those diets really, really worked to help you to stop eating those foods so you could lose weight, do you really think they'd be promoting them to the world? I don't. I think dieting is a shit-ass strategy and they love promoting it because they get your money with eating the food and then they get your money with the diet and then they know you're going to go back to the food, then you go back to the diet, then maybe you'll get surgery and then maybe you'll try Ozempic and then you go back to the diet and then you go back to the food. I mean, is that not where we're at? I mean, that's what I see. So what's the alternative to that? Well, hop off that shit. Stop expecting that you're going to start a fucking Monday and be 100% perfect. What a crazy idea. Crazy. It's so overwhelming to you. I don't know, Jim, how come I can't start a plan? I think about weight loss all the time, but I can't get started. Hmm. Oh, well, let's try and crack the case. Is it because you don't want to do it? (laughs) Is it because the idea of cutting your calories down to 1,200 calories and counting all those calories and thinking about food obsessively and feeling really hungry and deprived sucks and you don't want to do it? Could that be the reason you're not starting? Right? So I said, well, how about we just work on your worst eating habit? Oh, that's not going to be fast enough. (laughs) Well, what do you want? Because what's fast weight loss? Is fast weight loss losing 10 pounds this month, not being able to stick to it and putting the 10 pounds back on? Or is fast weight loss losing two pounds a month for good? Which one's fast weight loss? You know? Again, I'm not blaming. I'm not not blaming anyone, so I don't want it to sound like that. I'm trying to point out that the diet's got our minds all fucking twisted up. 
you because think about it you're you you think about weight loss all the time i know you're a smart person anyone who listens to me i'm not saying i'm smart but i'm saying anyone in my program everyone's a thinker we're all overthinkers and a lot of us are relatively smart. And so you're in your head and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> I'm like, I do my work. I'm successful over here. And then comes my weight and I have no idea what to do. And that's the point, folks. You've probably been trying to lose weight for decades at this point. And you think about it constantly. And you're a smart, intelligent person. And you have got no clue. If you're really honest with yourself, you will realize that you know as little about how to lose weight right now as you did before you started your first diet. You do not know. You think about losing 50 pounds, you don't know how to lose five pounds. You have no clue. That's the fucking mystery of the mysteries, you know? And so you're beating yourself up for not losing weight when the real question is, do you know how to lose weight? Do you know how to change your thoughts or influence them at least? Do you know how to influence your emotions? Because food has been trained, we've been conditioned to use food as our main emotional management strategy. You want to celebrate, you eat food. You want to deal with shitty emotions, you use food. So do you know how to change your thoughts? Do you know how to change your emotions and deal with them genuinely? Do you know how to implement lifestyle habits that support you? Do you know how to change your eating in a real genuine way other than just willpower? And I know the answer is no to all of those. And so how, how, how can you expect that you're going to lose weight? Well, I'm just going to start a plan and do it. I know what to do, Jim. I just got to get myself to do it. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? If you knew how to do it, why aren't you doing it? I know how to do it and I'm doing it. You put my brain in your body, we're going to start losing weight instantly because I know how to do it. And you can learn how to do it. (laughs) It's not rocket science because I ain't a rocket scientist. It's basic shit, but it's like, it's everything I'm saying, right? Like I'm not saying anything that crazy. And like, once I say it, you're like, oh, right. You know, and that's the nature of what I do. And it's taken me a long time. It's taken me 30 years, like I said, personally, 20 years professionally. I've done over 5,000 prior weight loss sessions. I read 50 books a year. I'm obsessed with this stuff. Because to me, this is more than just looking good at the beach in a bathing suit. It's life and death. You know, if you don't know my story, my dad died of a heart attack at 54. I was nine years old. So it's like, you know, this is more. So that's why my mission is to help as many people as possible live at their goal way. So that's why I even do these, you know? I'm obsessed with it. Um... I'll get to your questions here. I'm talking here a bit. <laughs> Enjoying this information. I'm glad, Fire Angel. Good, good. Focus on one at a time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One at a time. I'm proud to say I have dist- drastically cut sugar. Willpower is not my friend. <laughs> Great job. Yeah, the sugar is a problem, right? How is your program different from any other one out there? Oh, my God. My program, you'll never, there's no programs like mine. Real quick, right? So my program is, boy, it, it, it's a comprehensive weight mastery solution. I'll say that. Um, first thing is I know the hardest part of change is remembering to change. So I deliver the program through the phone, through, through your app. Cause I know tomorrow morning you're gonna look at your phone when you wake up and when you, when you wake up and look at it, you're going to see a little message from me. You're going to click on it. There's a five minute hypnosis session you listen to, right? So it's the eight week program. So every day for eight weeks, you get a new hypnosis session. That's five minutes long with a weight loss mantra in it. This helps you start your day relaxed, calm with a new thought inside your head connected to your goal. And you're gonna find just from that, you tend to make healthier choices. Then at night you get home, oh, another message from Jim. And now it reminds you to use the program yourself thin technique. That's the cornerstone of the program. This is the technique you use. It takes a minute or two to program your subconscious mind. It's, it's really two techniques. It's the redo technique, rehearsal technique. Easy, fun to do, but it programs you to be the person you wanna be. And then that night there's a sleep gnosis session, which is a 10 minute hypnosis session with a core weight loss mantra in it. And you can, there's two versions of it. One you can listen to earlier in the night, count you out, go about your night. The other one you listen to as you're going to bed, no count out, you just go to sleep. 
Then there's a workbook, right? A 60 page workbook where you go through your weight mastery blueprints. There's a mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint. The mindset blueprint has six categories in it. You start with motivation. Then you go to your self image. Then you go to habits. Then you go to how to deal with emotions. Then you go how to think like a thin person. Then you go to maintenance because we start with maintenance. Your goal is not to lose weight. Your goal is to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. Then we go to the lifestyle section. What are the lifestyle habits we go through? How to sleep right, get the proper amount of sleep, how to hydrate yourself, how to relax, breathe, nourish yourself, move, meditation, gratitude. Holy shit, Jim, that sounds like a lot. That's overwhelming. No, it's not because I'm a practical guy. So I show you the master ritual. It takes care of six of those in a minute or two a day. Then we go into the eating strategies, okay? Again, it's built on top of the other shit. Don't start with your eating strategies if you haven't dealt with your mindset and your lifestyle because they ain't going to last, okay? So we do the mindset, the eating strategies as well. We follow five 5-2 model. So you don't have to give up any of your favorite foods. We make your favorite, most pleasurable foods the centerpiece of the entire meal plan because you look forward to them all week long and you use that to help keep yourself clean and motivated when you're eating for your weight loss. So that's that, right? And then on top of it, the most important piece of the whole program probably is you get to work with me directly twice a week for eight weeks. We do Zoom calls every Tuesday and Thursday. We're about to do one in 15 minutes here. And uh, yeah, I just turn your shit inside out. <laughs> and then there's a bunch of bonuses. So yeah, you tell me the next time you see a weight mastery weight loss program that's anything like that, right? Because the last thing in the world I would ever do to you is just give you a meal plan and say, oh, here's what I eat. Here you go. If you follow this, you'll lose weight, right? That's not going to work for you. Okay, you got to realize that. Wait, what I just joined. Oh man, we've covered a lot. I get it, but sometimes you feel full and sometimes you don't. What's up with that? Oh yeah, the feeling full for sure. But again, strategically, like I want to feel full strategically by eating certain types of foods that make me feel full. What foods make you feel full? Well, everyone knows protein because protein's meat. Meat gets a lot of shine, right? But the big f- food and a big ingredient that makes you feel full, fiber. Fiber is the biggest thing that's been stripped from the standard American diet. doesn't process well. And so fiber is the key to start consuming because... And it said, well, fiber, fiber, what do you mean? It's not even absorbed. Yeah, fiber doesn't absorb. It stays in your intestines. And what happens is it activates two things. It activates the ileal break, the colon break, which sends a signal to your body. We're full. We're, we're, we're good. Because what you're typically eating is a lot of flour and sugar and powdered foods. And as soon as you eat them, they just vanish right out of your intestinal tract and you feel empty. You feel hungry. So as you start eating more fiber, you start to feel more satisfied and full. Right? That's just one aspect to it. And then there, there's more things than that. There's a big part of it. Um, Yep, yep. <laughs> lots and lots of no. Yep. Yes, but in North America, obesity is the new skinny. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of obesity. I mean, 75% of the population overweight or obese, right? So, um, yeah, it's it's tough in this environment. Yes, but losing weight is not a fad anymore. Um, I'm not sure what that's referred to. Wait, what? That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Obese peeps are very proud to be morbidly huge. I don't think that's true, Chris, at all. Um, they're definitely not proud to be morbidly huge. Because I work with a bunch of them, and they're doing everything they can to lose weight. They just, again, they have no strategies. Yeah, Atkins and Cinnabon, right? Uh, I just did colonoscopy prep. That's fast weight loss. Don't want to do it again soon. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yes, I always overthink about my weight. You're amazing. I really do need to work with you. Yeah, Dev, get in the program. Um, yeah, everyone overthinks their weight, you know? Do you offer a phone appointment before joining your program? Um, I don't, Deb, but if you, if you got questions or whatever, you know, I, I, you know, shoot me a message. We can talk, um, go, go learn about it first, see if it's a good fit. And then, uh, if, if it is, you all can go to program yourself, com and you can learn about the program, um, and sign up if you like. Um, but also make sure, make sure that you go, I got a line on my screen. It's a brand new phone. I better not have a problem with it. Um, make sure you get that hypnosis session. I'll watch that training though, too. That's all free. Okay. But Deb, yeah, if you got questions, whatever, yeah, go check it out and then shoot me an email at Jim at program yourself. Then what are your thoughts on intermittent fasting? Um, 
intermittent fasting i think it's fine you know i intermittent fast uh i, I guess i always I gotta look this up i keep saying this uh i i backed into intermittent fasting not intentionally 30 years ago because i used to eat at night and um i used to snack all night i didn't want to do that and so long story short is i ended up not eating at night before i went to bed and that ended up being i'd stop eating six seven o'clock starting the next day seven eight so it was 12 13 hours again i don't know if people consider that technically intermittent fasting but it was for me and it was a game changer so i loved it loved feeling light I think it's so great to give your body a break from eating. It's natural, normal. I think it's super. Um, intermittent fasting, though, whether the way it's taught now, again, it's always that American thing that you're just going to jump in 16 hours not eating. And so what I would suggest is that you can work up to it. You know, I, I think with weight loss, a lot of times, I, metaphorically, right? So if you never play the piano, you want to play the piano. It's like you wouldn't just start playing 10 hours a day, right? Because if you did... Maybe you'll play 10 hours a day the first day, but the second day your fingers are all cramped up and you can't practice for a couple days. You're overwhelmed. And now you don't want to do it because you associate it with pain. And that's what you're doing with your diet. You're, you're so impatient and so desperate that you're jumping in and overwhelming yourself. You know, And so intermittent fasting is right there with it. I, I, I love intermittent fasting. Um, I think it's good. Uh, but you know, is it sustainable for a lot of people? And I find a lot of people, again, now I get people that it didn't work for. You know? So obviously it works for some people. It works for you. Great. You know, again, I think it's one tactic, you know, and, and I don't think one tactic's going to work. I think you being you and all of a sudden you're just going to intermittent fast and that's going to work for you, I think has a very low percentage of, of going to working because um, you're not influencing your mindset at all. You're not influencing your lifestyle. It's really not a, you know, it's, it's really not a strategy. It's more of a tactic. You know, it's, it's like you force yourself to not eat for 16 hours and eat for eight hours. And the big thing you got to watch out for intermittent fasting is a thing called the licensing effect, moral licensing. And that's when we do something good, moral or virtuous, and then we follow it up by doing something not so good, moral and virtuous. And it's a deep, it's a cognitive bias. If you don't know cognitive bias, you ought to look them up because it's, it's helpful to understand how your brain's wired. But um, it's a very deep bias. And so like when you get through those 16 hours of not eating, you're so proud of yourself and you feel so amazed that your brain literally like perceptually shifts. So you're like not even seeing reality to some degree. It's that, that intense. And um, then those eight hours, watch out, you know? And so more often than not, when I've worked with people that are trying to intermittent fasting or they haven't really done well with it, more often than not, I will say, you know, what's going on? They're, they're not eating and then they're so hungry that when the eight hours come, they're way over eating, eating the wrong stuff during that time. And that's why they're not losing weight. And so a lot of times strategically, what's working better for them is to shorten that no eating window uh, down and eat earlier, but make that first meal as nourishing as possible. And, and that, that works for a lot of people better from what I've seen. But again, it, it's always, there's no like one size fits all. That's the worst part of that diet thing is that you think you're just going to like, someone's going to give you a plan. You're just going to follow it. And that's just, it, it, it's, it's so bad. Like, cause it's not, I mean, what's the chances, you know, what are the chances? Let me put it there. I say this all the time, but it's, I think it's important to prove a point. The idea that like, I'm going to give you a plan and tell you how to eat for the rest of your life. Like is crazy. Like you wouldn't let me tell you like what kind of movies you're going to watch forever. What kind of music you're going to listen to, what kind of clothes you're going to wear, right? You're a unique person. You have your own way of doing things, but you're going to let me tell you what food you're going to eat forever. You're not, you know, and that's the point. And so I think you're better off instead of, I know you just want the plan and you just want to follow it. Cause you think that's the fastest way to lose weight, but I'm trying to take it. Have you take a step back? How long you've been trying to lose weight the fastest way possible and how long you've been trying to do that for? The, the fastest way is not the fastest way, right? Has it worked out that way? You know? So at some point you gotta take a step back and realize your strategy you've been following is not working, which is harder than it sounds, you know, because we're humans and we get we get stubborn and we have confirmation bias and all this other shit going on. But anyways, um thoughts on fiber gummies? I'd say I say no to fiber gummies. 
Um, eat your fiber in the natural form, right? Eat vegetables and fruits. Goodness gracious, you know, they're good for you. And again, you know, these, these fiber gummies, that's a big problem in our society. We just want like the one thing, you know? No, get in the program, program yourself then there's a, there's a strategy called the living vitamin strategy okay and the idea is that you know when you take a gummy like a fiber gummy when you take a vitamin what are you taking it for well gummies are enjoyable but but when you're taking a vitamin it it's not really like that enjoyable right it's just a pill right but why are you taking it you're taking it because it makes me healthier and so we want to take that motivation where you're doing something you're putting something in your mouth not for fucking pleasure Oh, what a concept, right? <laughs> maybe maybe once a day, maybe a couple times a week, we could just eat something that's not just about how it tastes. Wow, <laughs> right? And if we do that, we take that motivation. We say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my vitamin. Uh, it's, it's a banana. Um, take my vitamin. It's a, it's an apple. It's a carrot. You know. And now you're you're getting vitamins and you're getting a lot more stuff too. Because as far as I can tell, science hasn't figured out how to get every benefit out of uh, fruit and vegetables into a pill as far as I tell, you know? So I would stick with the natural stuff. There's always more benefits to the natural stuff than whatever they think they've come. And, you know what I mean? And then think to yourself, why do I need to take a pill? Why would I want to have a pill instead of eating? Now I know the answer. The answer is you're, you're probably eating a very hyper palatable diet, right? You're probably eating a lot of processed foods with hyper palatable foods. And what happens is, and even, well, no, Jim, I don't know. I drink zero Coke. There's no calories in it. Yeah, but that, that fake sweetener is calibrating your taste buds way up here, right? So that if it's not super sweet, super spicy, super flavorful, then you're like, yeah, this is fucking bland. Ugh, ugh, this apple sucks. This banana, this is gross, <laughs> you know? And so, you know, that's why I, I really work. I don't like to eat that processed stuff even if it has no calories in it, you know, that's a calorie lie. That's a whole other thing. But again, I'm always thinking in my mind, I want to, I want to enjoy, I want to keep my, my flavor profile very natural because then all of a sudden different apples taste different. Very exciting, right? Fruit and vegetables taste good. You know, you got to understand you're, you're, you know, it's kind of like, like a smoker, right? If you smoke your, your palate, it t- pays a price, right? You can't, you don't taste flavors as well. It's the same thing. If you're eating hyper palatable foods all the time, then you're, Again, you're calibrating your your tongue to really hyperpalatable flavors, and then anything subtle and natural just tastes bland and boring. And now, now you don't want to do it. So, the living vitamin strategy is just like, geez, can you can you have a, a meal, you know, Monday through Friday, you know, one breakfast or lunch? Can you just make it really healthy and nourishing? You know, uh, what's up, Vicky? Oh. The fastest way is the slowest way if you can't keep the right weight off. Yeah, major mind shift for me. Yeah, right? That's the big mind shift. That's such a good one. I'm going to write that down, actually. That I'll make a video on that. That'll be a good one. The fastest way is the slowest. You can't keep it up. Yeah, and that's where everyone finds themselves, right? You're, you're constantly, I mean, that's just, again, it's, it's not, I don't blame you for this and, and you shouldn't blame yourself because you're conditioned by the diets constantly to just think about, every, think about, I mean, you've seen millions of diet ads, right? We all have. And is every diet ad not the same in essence? It's always that before and after picture with some time frame on it, right? This to this, six weeks. This to this, four weeks. This to this, eight weeks, right? It's always that. And so when you think weight loss now, you always think in these artificially short time frames. You think just visually, like how you want to look better. And um, and yeah, it, that's that's part of that. that. Like again, you have a dieter mindset. 
you know? So we go back, we were talking earlier about like food noise and Ozempic and stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah, it helps you with the food noise, but it doesn't help you with all the other factors that, that make you a dieter mindset. You know, your weight is not your weight just because you don't know what to eat or just because of food noise. Those are contributors. I'm not saying those aren't contributors, but it's more than that, you know? So I cut out alcohol, I cut out smoking, but with food, I still have to eat, but can't control it. Yeah, Luke, I get that. You know, I, I totally get that. Now I'm just, I'm kind of built for this in a sense, right? Cause I had an issue with alcohol at one point. And while there was, you know, the alcoholic word being thrown around. I just didn't, it just didn't fit for me. Okay. Now that's my decision. I'm not telling, there's no commentary on any of it. I'm just talking about myself. That just, I didn't like that. I said to myself, I want to have a healthy relationship with it. And, and I believed I could, and it turned out I was right. And so I bring, I have that same mindset with the food. I don't believe in just giving up foods. I believe in, so, so for example, like sugar, I think of sugar very much like alcohol or drugs. And I think of it like it needs to be moderated. It needs to be respected. And so I'll consume sugar very consciously. You know what I mean? Like I'm very aware of when I have it, I've structured, I know when I'm going to eat it. It doesn't, it's, it's not always, it's not an ever present force in my diet. It's very specific when I'm going to do it. Just like the alcohol. I don't just have, you know, beers and bottles of wine whenever I feel like it. Cause I'll feel like it all the time. <laughs> so I have to be very structured with it. That's what's worked for me. But I think that structured way is the solution to that problem. And the diets are, they're just, they're giving you more of that abstinence thinking. They really are, right? Because what are you going to do? But they do it with a time frame on it. And the way you think about a diet is you're going to abstain for this amount of time until you lose the weight, you know, which is a problem itself because then you lose the weight and then you go back to putting the weight back on because the diets are a temporary plan to lose the weight. But your real goal is to live at your goal weight forever. They're two completely different goals. The, the sooner you realize that, the better off for you. Because folks, how many times you lost weight and put it back on? It's because in your mind, you, you've got two modes. You've got overweight mode and you've got diet mode. Well, where's the, where's the thin and healthy mode? Where's that at? Right? It ain't nowhere. You never practice being thin and healthy. You never practice thinking like a thin and healthy person, ever. That's why I program yourself. Then we start with a maintenance plan. Because who the fuck cares? You want to lose weight and put it back on? Is there anything worse than that? I'd rather go on a diet and it didn't work for me than stick with it, lose the weight, and then put it all back on. And that's where most of my clients are at. They've done that. And now what happens when, when you go through that, when we lose the weight and you put it back on, you associate weight loss with failure. Now you're fucked. That's where most of my clients are. They're stuck. They're thinking about weight loss all the time. Can't get started. Why? Because now they're like, Jesus, even if I lose the weight, I'm still going to fail. And that's the worst failure. Most people can only do that a couple times before they just, they're done. You know, so again, you want to start with your maintenance, start slow, start building up for long-term success, not just rapid temporary success. That's a killer. You know, you got to realize that. Yeah. So slower you go, the faster you get there for me. Yeah, Sabrina, exactly. Because you let yourself normalize. Like, you know what I mean? Like no one thinks about weight loss. I love like the videos I make sometimes they do well because I think it is a message people resonate with, but you have to learn how to be thin, you know? And so learning anything, is a slow, steady process. You can't just learn everything all at once. You know, and so it's the same thing with the weight loss, right? Um, hell yeah, it's like rehab at first. It doesn't have to feel like rehab at first, though. I guess with the sugar, though, the sugar thing is is, is its own thing, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, right. I, I get your fire angel. Yeah, that, that, some people are like that. Some people are super sensory. We were just talking about Vicky yesterday, right? That's a real thing, you know. People are super sensory. Um, th there's a whole bunch of stuff physiologically. Everyone's different, you know. So it's uh, 
And I know, I know you know that, right? But it's different to a level you almost can't imagine, especially when it comes to weight loss. And I like one of my favorite examples of that is like lactose intolerance. You know, it's like um, almost like 100% of Asians, and I don't know if this is still the case, but almost 100% of Asians were lactose intolerance. A lot of African-Americans, lactose intolerance. A lot of white people, lactose tolerant. Well, how is that, right? Because we all lived in different environments eating different stuff. And so we developed the ability to drink milk, you know, and some people didn't. And so like, it's like you look at a person you're like, you don't see that distinction. That's just like one distinction out of a ton of them, you know, in terms of how we're able to process different foods. Some foods work for us, some foods don't. And so this is why I'm trying to say, you've got to take it upon yourself to figure out what works for you. I know it's a little more work in the beginning, but you're developing a plan that's custom made for you. That's the secret, you know? So anyways, all right, I got to get out of here. Uh, again, anyways, if, if you have not, um, yeah, I'm glad, glad, yeah, I'm glad you appreciate that. That's why I do this. Again, I, I want to help you all out. Um, and speaking of that, go go to my bio, click that link, and get the hypnosis session. Listen, it's 10 minutes long. It's a kickstart session. And then um, also uh, watch that training. I bring you to a training, Three Steps to Master Your Weight. Go watch it, right? It's a really good, really good uh, training, all right? Um, so, all right, everyone, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, you can see the podcast is Program Yourself Tense on all the podcast platforms. Jim Katsoulis is the YouTube channel. And then Program Yourself Tense, the TikTok channel as well. So, all right, everyone, have a super day, and we'll talk soon. Bye.